Hey, hello everyone out there. Welcome to another episode of the PlayStation Report. I am Frank. And joining me is, as always, Tyler. Tyler, how you doing, buddy? I am okay. How about you? Oh, well, it has been an exciting morning to be sure. <laughs> as I, I, I would guess that you have also had an exciting morning. Yeah, yeah. If you were talking about that Formula One race in Bahrain. Yeah, that was, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Whew. I guess we can get right into that, because holy shit, um, yeah. probably the scariest crash I've seen watching a race. Oh, 100%, like, for me too. Uh, so, for those of you who don't know, like, there was a Formula One race in Bahrain, uh, pretty much everything's decided, like, the championship constructors championship all, all that is decided they're just racing for position down lower in the order but man uh lap one like <laughs> just roman grosjean i i guess trying to avoid something i don't quite understand the move that he made there cut right yeah. in front of daniel kiviat uh got spun sideways and ended up going head first straight into a metal barrier where his car sheared in half and burst into flames. <laughs> yeah, it like it practically exploded almost. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And it, somehow it he fucking climbed out of that. Like he was sitting yes. in flames for like a good like 15 20 seconds in there and managed to climb out of the car and fucking get out and According to the news that we have now, only has some minor burns and maybe a broken rib or two. Right, which is unbelievable. Yeah, because when um, you, like when they put the fire out and you see like where the cockpit was, like oh yeah, it was embedded into that barrier and like yep, man, I yeah when. When that happened, and then you saw that the car was literally split in half, it was like, oh my god, that cannot be good. But yeah, somehow he he is, you know, he might only really have broken ribs and, and minor burns, which is just a testament to how safe they've made these cars. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the new halo that they have over their cockpit, that's probably what saved his life. Yeah, because um, with that kind of barrier, like without the halo, that that is a decapitation waiting to happen. Oh, hundred percent, absolutely. And yeah, so if it wasn't for those new innovations there in those cars to make them safer, yeah, he might not have been walking away. And I, I think, yeah, just if that same exact crash happened a couple of years ago, he would not. Uh, he might not have made it. Yeah, I mean, you know, because that was that was scary. Because you're just watching, then, you know, the camera angle that they had, like literally in the back as it was happening live, you just saw this car go into the barrier and just practically blow up almost. Mm -hmm. And it was like, holy shit! Yeah, that wow. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it was it was scary. It was really unbelievable to just see him climb out of the fire and like the way his car. Yeah. He was actually climbing because his cockpit went through the barrier, he was actually climbing over the barrier back toward the track. That's how right. that's how far in he was. Yep. And, you know, also because the medical car kind of, like, follows the, the pack. Yeah. You know, they were there, they were able to be there, like, 
pretty quickly, mm-hmm. which was really great as well to see. And they just, I mean, kudos to them too, just dove head in to, to save him, put out the fire. And yeah, it was an unbelievable thing to, to witness. Yeah. Something you just, and, and also it's, it, you know, when those things happen and then you know it could be really bad when the broadcast isn't showing a replay mm-hmm. of it or anything like that. And it's like, oh, man, it took a long time for them to to get to it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I hope he's okay because that was very scary. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he'll be racing next week. No, I, 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 I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. And yeah, I'm not sure just... he would want to race next week, even if he were healthy right. after that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just something that you watch so much racing and stuff, and you see crashes all the time, and you know, guys just getting out of the cars and totally fine. But then you see something like that, and it's like, yeah, you, wow. You kind of get a feeling you know, for which crashes people walk out of, and that did not look like a crash someone walks out of. Yeah, and it just kind of reminded you that, you know, how dangerous racing really is, mm-hmm. even though they've made, you know, in pretty much all the major sports, they've made these cars very safe to drive ultimately mm-hmm. but sometimes things happen like I, I remember earlier in the year the uh daytona 500 i don't know if you saw or remember that one yeah i, I uh, right, right at the end of the race with ryan newman flipping at the end and him getting basically hit on the driver's side while he was on his roof from a car going like 180 190 miles an hour it's like ooh, it's just scary shit when when you see that stuff live yeah and then they got, you know, so thankfully he is okay. They got back to racing, and then... It was a like, pretty normal then Lance, race the entire way through. <laughs> yeah, but Lance Stroll ended up flipping on his fucking roof, like, two laps in to them restarting. I'm like, yep. what is this race? Holy shit. <laughs> We've been... The broadcast is going for, like, what, an hour and a half, two hours almost? And, and they've completed six laps? Yeah. It was just... It was one of those races. But, yeah, after that, it was... It was pretty pretty standard. I, I do also feel very bad for uh, Sergio Perez. Yeah. At the end of the race, he had a podium locked up and his car blew up. That that sucked. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. That, that was that was some drama. Um, yeah. But Tyler, I, I witnessed other racing drama. What did you witness? The final round of the Super GT, which is um, a, a GT series over in Japan. Uh, had their had their last race at Fuji Speedway, and there was a battle for the lead of the race and like the lead in the points championship at like at the same time. Like mm-hmm. so, I guess they took like a pit stop. Like it's a sixty-two lap race or something like that, and they took like their pit stops at like lap twenty-four. But it was, it, or I think it was a two-stop race. They t- so their last pit stop was like around lap. I want to say 45 or something. And at that point, the second place car was chasing the first place car, who was like 13 seconds ahead, and they were just chunking them for seconds a lap uh, until like the last five laps, and then the first place car started like picking it up. I believe it was a Toyota, and it was a a Nissan uh, chasing from behind. Or no, it it was a Honda NSX. But never mind. But like, it was it was like, so they were hanging back at like two seconds behind for like the last three laps, and on the final lap around the final corner, the first place car ran out of gas. 
who was fucking, oh no and so they lost the race and the championship on the final turn because they ran out of fuel oh man oh wow that sucks <laughs> holy crap yeah that was, it was a really exciting race so i guess the reason why like why they were catching up was because they were trying to save fuel at the front and when they had to push because the car caught up mm -hmm. and pushed them over the edge Right. But it, it was funny because on the on the lap, like the cooldown lap, the car that won the race also ran out of fuel on the cooldown lap, so it had to be towed <laughs> to the podium. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah. Cutting it close. Yeah, I like racing, man. Racing is so cool. Oh yeah, it can be scary, yeah. but there can also be some really cool drama. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really good stuff. It's going to suck over, you know, most of December and January not having a lot of racing to watch. I think like, Formula E might have some racing. Oh, really? Okay. And also uh, Super Formula, the open wheel racing over in Japan, has uh, three races to go. There's a doubleheader next weekend where they race Saturday and Sunday. And then, uh, okay. and then they race again the following weekend. Gotcha. Yeah. What, F1 doesn't come back till March of next year? I mean, they have two races left this year, mm -hmm. but I think it's March when they usually come back. Yeah. I think IndyCar comes back in March. Yeah, I'm, tr I'm, I'm, so. I'm looking at some schedules here. I think maybe before that, but there's still a gap. I think in February, Extreme E is starting up. The off-road mm. off electric car rally-type gotcha. racing. Gotcha. So, yeah, I mean, there is a gap, but there will be some stuff to tide us over. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I really, yeah. I'm just really glad that everyone's okay, because, oh, yeah. a, like, including, like, there was a, a, a race marshal uh, post right near where that Grosjean yeah. crash happened, so that there could very well have been, like, flying debris hitting someone there, too. Yeah, definitely. And also the the marshal when Perez blew up. Yeah, he fucking ran end, across running the across the track. Like yes. what the fuck, dude? It's yeah. It's like what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just crazy. I will say though, I do like watching uh Formula One at night. Well, I mean it's not night where we are, but when they race at night, those cars look so fucking cool. Mm -hmm. Lit up under the lights and everything. Uh I don't know. Just something about him just looks so fucking badass. Yeah. So. <sighs> well, I mean, next week should be interesting. Doing Bahrain with the outer circuit. Yeah, that's like fifty be second really lap time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This should be should be fun to watch. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully, it's a little bit calmer than <laughs> than today. Yeah. Uh, definitely. At least incident wise. Um, I would yeah. I would like to see a little mix up on the grid though. Oh yeah, absolutely. What what are the chances that Lewis Hamilton does not win both of the last race final two races? I don't know, man. He, he just seems locked <laughs> in. He seems untouchable. Oh, he is completely untouchable. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah, racing's fun. Yeah, I, I'm having fun watching racing. Uh, yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, there are other sports happening, too. Even though, like, yeah. maybe when you look at how many positive COVID tests are happening, maybe they shouldn't be happening. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, like, when you have to postpone multiple games over 
like the course of just a couple weeks, maybe that's a sign that maybe shit ain't right. <laughs> no, yeah, the NFL's kind of not doing great with COVID right now. It's just like what the Ravens have like 18 staff and players positive and they've had to postpone some games. I have no clue how they can expect them to play on Tuesday, I think is what they moved their game with the Steelers to. Yeah. And then uh, the Broncos literally have no quarterbacks. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what is happening, man? This is just, uh, it's just a crazy yeah, fucking I'm, season. I'm actually very glad I did not try to play fantasy football this season because... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would, it I would have just stopped depressing. paying attention by now. Yeah, yeah, it would have been depressing. Um, I also just don't get why the NFL made their schedule so rigid mm-hmm. like there's just knowing what could happen like there's no they didn't really build any fluff into their schedule like an extra week or two to maybe do some makeup games if they could do that or you know just have a shorter season i i, I don't but it's the nfl yeah. you know they're just going to plow through and do whatever fuck they want mm-hmm. but yeah it, but it's not like like they couldn't uh, move the playoffs or the Super Bowl back and people wouldn't watch it. It's the NFL. Like, people are still going to watch it. And the NFL owns basically all the fucking stadiums that they're going to play in. So, it's a, they had, you know, it's not like they need to get out because another sport's coming in or something. It's just, I don't know. It just doesn't make a lot of sense, some of it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all the broadcasting money. That that's that's oh, what yeah. that's what it's all about. And like yep. you're seeing like yep. this this being a huge problem with soccer because they're playing such condensed uh, schedules now that people are getting injured left and right because they're playing like three games a week, which is ridiculous. Uh, it, Whew, that's a lot. And it yeah and like it it yeah I I I don't get how how they get away with it. It's it's kind of disgusting when you realize, oh, it's because the broadcasters need these time slots filled by these teams to get the most out of their broadcast, and it's mm-hmm. it's really fucked up. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, mm. Not as fucked up. Or video game. Well, I mean, I'll... I'll <laughs> eh, video games are kind of <laughs> fucked up. Uh, <laughs> they, they, yeah, they, they certainly can be. Just as fuck. Uh, <laughs> buying a PlayStation 5 is a really fucked up situation right now. <laughs> as mm-hmm. I still do not have one or have one on the way. It's it's just not happening right now. You, like, literally can't buy it. No. They're all, all sold out, apparently, yeah. according to Jim Ryan. Yep. Uh, and, like, oh, man, I, I didn't put it in the news, but apparently there is a scalper group who has secured 3,500 PS5s. Yep. I did, I did read that, and like, which is totally fucked up. Yeah, I mean, it's not that fucking hard to like implement some kind of like online retailers should have this shit figured out by now. Like how, oh, yeah, how to not absolutely. have all your stock bought by like one group. Like it's yeah, I don't disagree with you at all. But you know, they're selling their their stock, so they don't really care. They're making their money. Yeah, but it's it's just a shame. Yeah, and it's a shame that Sony doesn't really seem to want to do anything about that stuff either. Like, I, I think there's certainly some workarounds that they could do mm-hmm. uh, to alleviate the situation more. But 
Yeah, it's it, it's a shame. They did say they're going to have more stock available before the end of the year. Who knows how much? Yeah. Or how hard that would be to get. I mean, it's it's looking more and more like I won't have a PlayStation Five this year, and uh, that's kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is. It. I mean, it sucks that <laughs> that there's just a lot of people out there that that want this machine and they can't because it's either being scalped or there's just literally not enough of them. Sony just can't make enough. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure even on Sony's side though, like it, it is probably way more complicated, you know, shipping these things from China, um, getting them manufactured. They're having to compete with so many major things too, to get manufacturing. Um, so I'm sure it's very complicated on their end as well, but there's some things that I feel like everybody could do, uh, retailers and Sony included, to just make this a better process. <laughs> but they don't really give a shit. No, they don't. As long as they're making money, they don't really care how it's being done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and what? Uh, Microsoft said that they're expecting the Xbox Series consoles to be kind of supply constraint until April of next year is nuts so imagine sony might be in the same situation or maybe even a little worse because you know their console is probably more in demand right now yeah i mean just than I, xbox yeah just looking at some pre- preliminary numbers out of some regions it does seem that's the case yeah um, something like i i think in spain it's like a three to one ratio of ps5s to xbox series wow Wow. Yeah, I saw that. I don't think Sony has officially said how many consoles they sold, but I saw someone was estimating two and a half million, which compared to the PS4 launch when they sold a million mm-hmm. PS4s in the same time period, it's like, wow, yeah, the demand is a lot higher. And even though they made more of them, it's just can't make enough yeah. <laughs> or they're being scalped. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> apparently that's just the hell we live in right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it sucks. But you'll get one. You'll, you'll get one eventually. Yeah, it's it's, it's <laughs> not quite hell when we can still, you know, play some games together, and that's what we did last, or not last night, the night before, Friday night, right? I forget what day yep. it is sometimes because, uh, you know, these long weekends. I actually have to go into work tonight. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. that sucks. Yeah, I, I have to work overtime this week, so, yeah, I'm starting up tonight. Yay. Damn. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we played some Destiny 2. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I really enjoy playing that game with friends because, you know, it's it's always it's always better to have someone to chat with while you're getting your ass kicked in the Crucible. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's what we ended on Friday night, and that was not, not really fun. No. <laughs> I mean, we were getting fucking destroyed. And even you, I mean, you, you're up to, what, 1230 light level, which is pretty high. Mm-hmm. I mean, even you were getting your ass kicked, and it's like, all of a sudden, everybody playing Crucible and Destiny 2 got really good. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. Uh, Me either. Because, so. you know, we used to be pretty alright yeah. at Destiny 2. <laughs> like, we could, we could hold our own, and, and we'd be up towards the top of the team. You know, in terms of scoring points or kills or whatever. It's just, yeah, we got our asses smacked. 
Yeah, it was it was not not a good time. But we did play some yeah. other things. Uh, we played some Gambit, which I had fun playing Gambit again. Mm-hmm. It's the first time I played Gambit since I started playing again playing Destiny Two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I I haven't played Gambit in a long time, and that was a lot of fun to play Gambit. Gambit is so much fun playing with friends when you can, you know, coordinate or call out where the invader is or whatever um it's just it's just a really good time and it's a fun game mode it's especially i just love it when the the teams are pretty equal and you just don't know what's really going to happen next or you could send a bunch of large blockers over to them or vice versa which really changes the whole whole course of the game it's such a great game mode um, they pared it down, so it's basically the original Gambit, but just one round instead of three. Yeah. Um, which is probably better. Um, you know, you just play faster games. But I did like having the the three rounds, and when you have that comeback win, it's always really fun. Yeah. But, yeah, Gambit's great. Yeah, I, I am uh, I, I'm very happy with it. Uh, I'm also very happy with Europa and just, you know going around that area like it's it's a very pretty place to be uh, mm-hmm. we did some missions for your uh for your progress uh, yep and yeah uh we did a boss fight um which which boss fight did we do did we do the aramis fight? yeah we did the aramis, aramis fight yep mm-hmm. and uh yeah that arena looks really cool oh yeah that was that was really cool and it was it was fun because it, you know, story-wise, it's me getting powered up, but it also powered up you to get your super, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just a really fun kind of power trip boss fight. And, um, yeah, I, I'm enjoying the the story and, and where things are going. And, uh, I, I think that the characters in this expansion are, are really cool. And, yeah, Europa's great. There's a lot of really cool locations that are fun to to fight in it's it's i love just kind of how empty europa is i think it works in its favor um especially when when it's empty but you come across something like some sort of structure or something like that it's just it's some really stunning stuff and um so yeah europa's Really great. I think a great addition to this game. Also, kind of, it was kind of fun to go back to the Cosmodrome from the first game. Uh, just being there so, so much from the first Destiny to go back there uh, in Destiny Two for some stuff was was a nice nostalgia trip mm-hmm. to do that. Um, I like that a lot, and I just think that they've made. Just this game is just so good. Like it's kind of amazing how good it is. Like the progression just feels really good. The amount of quests that you get uh, once you finish kind of the main campaign, I guess, um, is is quite overwhelming. Like I almost don't know what I should go after next uh, now that I've went through that stuff. They just give you so much stuff to go after, and there's still so much left that I uh, I imagine. Um, you've played through a 
large chunk of it, right? Yes, I have. I've actually, so. yeah, I, I am like almost towards the last step of like a lot of the main stuff. Um, I also finished off a uh, in a, the exotic quest for that sword. That mm. sword looks really cool. I misjudged it. It is not a bedazzled buster sword. It is a buster sword, but what if it was like a motherboard with a bunch of chips? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's cool. And like a, a fucking rocket at the tip to help propel it as you swing it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's nice. a really cool sword. You you can rev it up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just to get wow. get harder hits. Uh, it is it is pretty sick. And the mission to get it was was awesome too. Uh, yeah, I'm. I have yet to find something in Beyond Light that I have not liked. It is it is probably my favorite expansion so far. So, yeah. So I think certainly for Destiny Two, it's probably up there for me. I know I still have so much left to play, but mm -hmm. it's it's really great. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, the game is just a lot of fun. It was really simple for us to link up. You know, if you're, you're on PS4, I'm on PS5. That worked, like, totally flawlessly. Um, and creating a party on PS5 is kind of confusing. Um, but it worked. Yeah, um, I... It, it, I've, I've heard that it is a weird kind of semi-permanent thing that you just drop back into when you yeah. chat again. Yes. So I think, you know, next time we play, I'm pretty sure that party's just going to be there. Yeah. And it's almost like a Discord channel or something. You can just kind of go back into it. I don't know if... Does that show work for you on PS4? I'd have to take a closer look at it because I, I'm yeah. not exactly sure. Because it shows up as, like, you know how you have message conversations. It shows up under those for me. Okay. Gotcha. So I'll, I'll need to see if there's an option within there to just pick up the voice chat. Yeah. Yeah, it was just confusing the other night because I created a party, and but then I was like, did did I actually send an invite to him? Uh, and then I have to start voice chat? Like, it doesn't automatically do it. Uh, when you start a party, you have to actually, like, enable it, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of weird. And then I couldn't figure out because I thought I sent you an invite, but I didn't. And then I couldn't figure out how to get back into the party screen where you uh, do send the invites. Uh, I eventually figured it out. Um, it basically comes down to the cards like that the PS5's UI is basically built around. is these, these cards, but you, it's kind of a rabbit hole to go down to get to exactly where you want to get from the cards. But yeah, it worked. It worked out, I guess. It, it worked out, but it should just be easier, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. It should totally be easier than, than it was. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Destiny 2 is great. Yeah. I'm loving it. I, I'm I'm feeling that itch oh, yeah. from old school Destiny and just, you know, just wanting to play it all the time, wanting to do everything, wanting to find all the little secrets. Oh, yeah. Um, and also, you know, the new uh, darkness super that you get, at least for Warlock. I know you have some issues with the Titan one, but the Warlock is, like, completely fucking broken. Because um, I can just fly around. I have this staff. I'm freezing everybody. Then I can send out this shockwave 
that has a pretty good radius to it that just destroys anything that's frozen. Um, unless it's like a boss or whatever, but it still does a lot of damage to it. So those new powers are a lot of fun to play play around with. Um, the thing i got to get used to more is my grenade throw. I have to get used to it, to just thinking about it, because it's not... It does damage, technically, if it lands on an enemy, but it you can also use it as, like, a barrier to just, like, basically protect yourself, in a way, or block an enemy. So I have to get used to thinking about using it a lot more creatively, but but it's, it's really cool. The melee has a lot more range to it, which I like. Um, so yeah, those, those powers are cool, and the way they set it up, I'm like, yeah, I think they're going to probably add some more darkness powers, which would be fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. I Dad. Yeah. I, I'm i still in the process of unlocking all of, like, all of the, like, kind of, not necessarily subclass stuff, but, like, you know, the alternate grenades. I think, mm-hmm. I, I, think I just got the last one of those. Uh, and then, like, there are these things called aspects that are a different thing that modifies the class. I, there's just a lot to dig into, man. This game is so deep mm-hmm. now. There, it is really an RPG at this point. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, yeah, they, they've, they've just made it a very deep game with, like, a ton of content. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just something that isn't being spoken, of, spoken about enough with this game is just how much there is to do and how good it is to, to play. Yeah, and you haven't even engaged with like the seasonal Wrathborn hunt thing, have you? Not yet, no. Yeah, that's that's another uh, method to get getting a powerful gear, uh, and yeah, that that's fun. You basically gain charges for this thing called a lure, and then you can, you, with that lure, you can add all these modifiers to change which hunt you're gonna do, what kind of rewards you're gonna get. It's yeah, it it is. Uh, it is an, another system, another thing to do in Destiny, uh, and, you know, that game already has a shit ton of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. It is great. Yeah, that's that's Destiny 2. I mean, I imagine we'll keep playing it. I'm looking to get a raid group together and try out that new raid. Yeah, uh, definitely. I, I'd be curious how it goes for you. Yeah. Um, but Tyler, you mentioned that you you've played a lot of that Assassin's Creed, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you're not that far I, in the Assassin's Creed because it's just a huge ass game, <laughs> dude. This game, uh, as it has opened up more, I'm like, oh my god, it is overwhelming how much stuff there is to do in this game now. Um. And, he, and, like, Odyssey was really overwhelming. But I just find this game to be just as overwhelming, if not more so. Um, even though the game might be tighter overall. Um, so I've put, since last time, I think I've put another 10 hours into this game. Um, and and so now I am, uh, I have my camp. I'm in England now. And... The, so so the game starts you off in Norway, and Norway is huge. And then you get to England, and England is huge. So I'm like, holy shit. Um, 
But yeah, there's there's some cool things about this game that have really opened up and is really a lot of fun. So one is the camp. So you have this new camp. I mean, you, you're basically coming from Norway. It's Vikings, and you're trying to start a new life, basically. And so now you're kind of building up your 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 camp uh, with so many different things. Like I have a weapons forge now. I have a barracks. Um, I have a kind of a, a, a home for the hidden ones, which is basically the the assassins creed basically um and and there's so much i can do i can build a brewery i can build fishing stuff i can build um uh ship stuff to upgrade my ship and there's just so much stuff that you can unlock and you get that stuff through raiding and raiding is a lot of fun it's kind of fucked up when you really think about it Uh (laughs) yeah i am just going to this town i am burning down houses i am murdering dudes in here i am stealing their shit it's really fucked up (laughs) when you really think about it yeah well Um, you know it's no less fucked up than when it happens say in a far cry game except like i mean people think i'm not i'm not saying anything about you but like this is the first time where you're colonizing white people. It's, mm-hmm. it's the first, well, first like big AAA title where the focus is on the the uh, colonization of England by by Vikings, and like you you don't see that. You all you very often see like in a Far Cry where you're just in Africa or in the Caribbean shooting a bunch of brown people, and no one fucking bats an eye at that. But suddenly now when you're raiding and pillaging these villages of white people it suddenly matters now yeah yeah you're not wrong um it, it is something that is like oh yeah this is really really kind of fucked um because the game like literally like if you're pillaging like it, it's it literally says like the only way you really make progress through pillaging is by like burning down houses mm. and i'm like all right <laughs> like okay this is interesting i guess but so you get a bunch of materials through completing raids, uh, and that way you can upgrade your stuff. Assassin's Creed hasn't done an upgrading your your town sort of thing since I want to say Brotherhood. Um, I know Assassin's Creed Two had it, and it, it was really cool back then. So bringing it back and expanding that even more um, is is neat. Um, and then what I found that I've just enjoyed the most with this game is honestly just exploring. And so basically there there are like almost no side quests in this game, which is kind of weird to say. Uh, side quests in the traditional sense of I talk to this person, they give me a quest, I'm following markers, I'm completing that quest, I get something out of that. They have broken down the map to have wealth, mysteries, and artifacts. And England and uh, Norway as well are broken up into different regions where each region has its own wealth, its own artifacts, its own mysteries for you to find. So the mysteries is more of the side quest thing. And some of them are kind of neat. Some of them are fun. Uh, some of them are funny as well. Some of the stories and people you run into. Some of them are completely fucking stupid. Um, so, and, and what that does though, 
is it just kind of gets you more into the world rather than just following a quest marker, which I've kind of enjoyed. Like you, you when you talk to someone and if they want you to do something, you actually have to like pay attention to what they're saying because the game's not going to pull up a quest marker for you to go and go over here and do that thing. It's not going to pop that up on your HUD that says to do this. Um, you have to just kind of listen to it and, and do that. Um, and some of them are like really fun. I ran into this guy who was with this weird cult and these, this cult like doesn't wear clothes really, but this guy wanted his clothes back because he got banned from this cult. So I go and I try to steal the clothes, but all these people in this cult are like loving each other in the river and dancing. And I'm like, this is kind of fucking weird. Um, but I got that guy's clothes back, and now he's happy. So that's that. Um, so it's like stuff like that. I uh, that are that's different, I guess. It, it does get you more back into the world, and the wealth stuff is like just different chests around the world that you can find. Um, which some of them do kind of take you down like a, an exploration rabbit hole to get there. Um, which you know, I'm, I'm enjoying that stuff. I think it's cool to kind of uh it's not so rigid and you're just checking boxes like you're still technically are but it's just a different way to go about it for assassin's creed which at first i didn't like it at all but the more more i did it the more i've enjoyed myself especially uh i mean i've been in england now which england's cool it looks beautiful um there's some really cool stuff to see really cool vi uh, vistas and all that but Norway was stunning to me. And it, I mean, it's mostly just fucking snow and mountains, but the scale of these mountains, like, like when, you, you know, I was pulling like a Skyrim and going up these fucking mountains and just climbing this mountain. And it was, and it, you know, it, it felt like I was climbing like a massive fucking mountain. Then you just kind of look out and you're just surrounded by nothing but snow and mountains. And it was just, Something that was just beautiful, and I was kind of blown away by it. I'm like, this is fucking cool. Um, ended up getting in a fight with these bad guys who have a camp kind of alongside the, the mountain, and just having these massive gaps in between mountains and being up so high. It was just a really just cool experience. Um, so I've enjoyed that stuff a lot. And so the main quest is what I'm kind of curious about. So, you know, you're a Viking and your Vikings, you, the goal is to create alliances with other, uh, regions around you. Um, at least right now, that's my, my goal. So there, there's a main story and then that has kind of taken us aside to each region has its own story arc basically. So right now I don't really have a main quest that I'm doing. I'm just going through, I'm going to region to region, uh, in doing different quests through that arc. So I, I finished one of them. I'm working on another one now. And, and that, this is where I'm kind of overwhelmed because not only is there the wealth artifacts and mysteries to go find, there's so many of them. There's all these freaking viewpoints you can synchronize um there's this whole the order thing um 
almost like a shadow of Mordor sort of thing where there's all these different targets that you can go take out um, and there's clues to unravel with them. Um, but now every single one of these regions has its own storyline and there is a lot of regions and I'm like, holy shit, how long is this game? And do I have to do all these regions? Like, what's the end game? Because right now I just feel like like these stories are... The one that I completed, it was cool. Um, this, this woman that was leading her crew had her land stolen from her. And I helped uh, helped her reclaim her land. Um, and, and it was cool. And, and during that storyline, she had someone betray her. So I had to figure out who... Who betrayed her and 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 all that and it was a, it was a pretty cool storyline and but overall the overall story I'm like well what is it like what's what's the end game yeah. I'm trying to get to um, so yeah there's just a fucking lot of content in this game but I've kind of just fallen in love with it in terms of its loop um, in upgrading you don't really have a level in this game either. Um, so like like it's an RPG, but you have no level basically. You're just kind of, but you are getting experience. It's just that uh, you're the amount of experience you need to level up in quotes uh, doesn't really change. Um, and then every time you level up, you get two skill points, and the skill tree is unbelievably massive in this game. But it's not all skills. So I'm choosing the stuff of like. I want five and a half uh, points more of health. I want my stealth to increase. There are abilities that you can get out of that, but then there's also abilities you can find in the world, <laughs> which I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's just nuts. And then the last thing is that you have a power level. So every time you level up and you spend a skill point, your power level goes up by one, hmm. by one point. So my power level right now is in, I think I'm almost at 50. Okay. Um, and, but then there's your gear. Your gear does not affect, from what I've seen, does not increase your power level at all. But I think your power level can affect your gear based off of how much damage you're doing and all that stuff. Okay. But the, the loot in this game, they've streamlined. So... You're not getting useless shit all the time. They've only... <coughs> Excuse me. Had a shit in my throat. Um, you only are finding unique gear and unique sets of gear in this game. And you can upgrade that gear. Uh, so that's how you get that better. And, and, and if you find like a full uh, armor set... Uh, you get extra bonuses from that um, if you have it all equipped. So you're not getting like useless stuff that you're just breaking down. You can't break down any of your gear, actually. You can't sell it. It's all supposed to be like unique stuff, um, which that took a while for me to get my mind wrapped around. But the more, more I play, the more I kind of like that. But I'm also not really... I haven't found anything new so far that I'm like, fuck yeah, that is cool. Uh, or that is so much better than what I already have. Um, see, see where that goes. But yeah, they've made a lot of interesting changes to the game, but overall it is still a Ubisoft 
Assassin's Creed game. And if you don't like that style of game, if that hasn't clicked with you, especially Origins and Odyssey, I don't see this game fully clicking uh, with you. So, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a game where, you know, if, if I have a lot of time, I might be able to get through it. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm just, I'm really curious how long this game truly is. Like, if I don't have to do all the the region's storylines or whatever, I have no clue. But it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I'm looking here, like, the average of all play styles... Uh, on on this how long to beat dot com is eighty hours. Or the average. Holy shit! The average of all play styles. So that's also including completionists who are out there clearing mm. the map. Which, uh, man, I don't know why you would want to do that. <laughs> it's dude. There's a lot to clear. I found myself like, you know, wanting to clear a lot of stuff, but then you know, I'm like, man, I'll just be here forever. Um, so, I'm kind of picking and choosing uh, with what I clear. So, yeah, it's a kind of a crazy game um, that I'm sure I will be playing a lot of. So, the other thing I did is I finished Miles Morales, mm. uh, which was so excellent um, in just an, an amazing experience. Um, and I'm not just talking about because I'm playing on a PlayStation 5. Like, it, it runs great, looks great on PS5. I'm just talking, like, this game is great. And the story is fantastic. The character development is amazing. And, like, when I finished the story, I might have shed a tear or two. Like, it, it was it was a touching and engaging and a powerful story that I just absolutely love. And... uh even the side missions that I've done in this game, I think, are very well done. Like, they've just trimmed so much of the fat from Spider-Man 2018, and, and it's now this game. And it's just a tight, like, 10-hour experience. Um, and and I've just enjoyed going around and collecting stuff. I think I've almost cleared, like, the entire map. Um, doing all the, all the hideouts were was a lot of fun. There's some really tough combat situations in this game but then kind of like i've talked about before like the abilities that miles morales gets are so fun to play with and so much cooler than what peter parker has in spider-man 2018 i like that game a lot it's just these venom abilities are just fucking wild um they make you feel really powerful when you especially when you use one just right and then you end up kind of chaining that into a bunch of different other moves it's just it's a really fluid and i think better combat system and the gadgets are a lot more fun and it may because there's less gadgets it makes me it made me use all of them in like a good uh to a good degree whereas spider-man 2018 i think there was like eight gadgets or something and some of them you just don't use because you didn't care um so so yeah, it was it was uh it's definitely one of my favorite games of the year. It's it's phenomenal. And um I'm probably gonna try to platinum this at some point. I'm pretty close already. Uh you gotta beat the game on New Game Plus though mm. to platinum it. But 
if you know what you're doing and you can skip some cutscenes, um, it it can uh, probably go pretty quick. So yeah, it's cool. It's it's a really great game. I'm I'm a I love when stories are set on a during a holiday and like this game set like during Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just love that. Like I love when something's set during Halloween or anything like that. I, I just think it adds to the vibe. So when you're swinging through New York and you're seeing Christmas lights lighting up the streets and you're seeing all the Christmas trees out and you're seeing snow on the ground, it's it's a really cool cool thing to see. Um, it's a great game and it ends with such a great like get hyped moment for you know the sequel. Um, which I really hope that they, you know, I, I think it would be a completely stupid decision to not be able to play as Miles Morales in Spider-Man 2 or like at all. Um, so I really hope that, you know, they, Insomniac works it out some way. You could play both, something like that. Because honestly, Miles through this game and then into the Spider-Verse, Miles Morales is turning into, like, my favorite version of Spider-Man. And the performance here is just... It's so well done. um, that And I just... Yeah, I just find Miles Morales, like, so... fun and loving and more interesting than Peter. And and just... I don't know. it's, It's awesome. And I really... Really hope that they Insomniac incorporates him in much cooler ways, in greater ways, in a, in a full-blown sequel that no doubt is in development. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'm hoping. Like, hmm, will we get another Spider Spider Man? To add, are we gonna? Ha- how many Spider Men are we gonna put in one Spider Man game? Because <laughs> you know I, I don't I, know. I don't mind like keep putting more different Spider Man, Spider Man, yeah. Spider's Man, uh, in the game. Yeah, I think it would be cool if they got Spider Gwen in somehow. Um, that could be a really fun thing to have. Um, I don't know. Some some of them are kind of, are kind of out there. I guess the different versions of Spider Man. So I don't know how crazy that'd be they'd get. But yeah, I don't. I would love it too. Um, so, yeah. It is a very good game. Yeah, I I'm I, yeah. I don't want to play it on my base PS4 cuz I I already played the first Spider-Man and while it played on, on this PlayStation, I don't it's not the optimal way and I I want to play mm-hmm. it the optimal way. Yeah. And like you said, but the thing is, you said it's set in this cer- certain time period, this holiday time period. If I don't get a PlayStation 5 by then, like, am I going to get as much out of this? Am I going to get the feels? I think you will, just because the story is so great. But, um, but yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Like, it coming out now is just such a great kind of little bonus for it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, is that is that all you've got on your PlayStation Five? I mean, it's yeah. The only other thing I ended up picking up because um, I was curious about it and I wanted a game of this type on 
PS5. So I bought Dirt 5. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. So I wanted a racing game to play that, you know, is, there's like so a native so version yeah. for console. So you could see the, that the wheels are round? Oh, yeah. Wheels are definitely round. Um, this game is, is a lot of fun to play. I'm enjoying the racing. Like, Codemasters, they, they make games that feel pretty good to play. This one's a lot more arcadey. Um, and, and, which is fine to me. Um, the game looks really good. Like, some of the, some of the vistas of the tracks that you're racing on, like, damn, this looks great. Um, they also have incorporated, like, the dual sense into the game. So, when you're racing, you kind of feel like kind of some vibrations based on kind of what you're doing in the controller. Um, braking and using the throttle, you can feel that through the triggers. Um, I feel like they didn't go... Uh, maybe I just got to play it more. I feel like they didn't go like as far as they could go, which you know I'm thinking about like Gran Turismo 7. I'm sure it's going to use it somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, But it does, it does enhance the experience and i haven't found it to be like annoying or in you know something that i don't want um so curious to play more of it the the only thing is i just feel like this game is not it just feels a little uh void uh like there there's not a lot to it really like the career modes really really like really really straightforward um Basically, you're just like doing different events, and there's nothing much more to it, um, which is fine because the racing's kind of where it's all at. But um, you know, it does have good feel. It it, it has the feel of um, you know Forza Horizon or something where you're just kind of swinging around these dirt corners and drifting, mm-hmm. and you know, it can feel a lot of it can feel pretty good on the DualSense controller. And, um, so I'll pl- I'll play more of that, see where it goes, because. I think it is an interesting game. It just doesn't seem to have like too much to it um, outside of the racing to me. I was expecting so, so. Some, some wild stuff with the dual sense, the haptic feedback. You can feel the different mm-hmm. surfaces on your hand. Yeah. As if your hands are the tires. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, you, you kind of can. Um, I'm just really more curious of like what Polyphony is going to do with Gran Turismo 7 because... Mm-hmm. Being a first-party title, I'm sure they're going to try to showcase uh, the controller in pretty cool ways. So, see where that that goes. I was the last thing I'll say is I, I was having some really weird problems with charging my controller. Oh, um, mm. okay. Let's get into so, it. So, yeah. So my controller was fine. You know, once I when I got the console, uh, it you know I have been charging it. It hasn't gotten fully charged, and then uh, it got pretty low. Mm. And so I, what was it, Tuesday, I got up, turned my console on, got my controller plugged in, and, like, it was on. It wasn't in rest mode. Um, Did a bunch of shit around the house that took me a little over an hour. Then I'm like, I got back, still had one bar. I'm like, okay. I'll just sit in front of the TV, and I played Miles Morales for like two hours, um, and the whole time, my controller was plugged in. Yeah. All right. Then, you know, I eat lunch, do some more stuff around the house, I come back, into my console, I turned it off, uh, so I didn't have it in rest mode. Came back, 
uh, my DualSense has one bar. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I just sat... This controller's basically been charging for three hours. I don't really understand what's going on. Um, So then that only lasted me for a little while, not being connected. Um, Once Then I started playing Dirt 5 and had to sit in front of the TV to play that, which was fine. But So I sat in front of that for like... In front of the TV for like 45 minutes. I was only going to play for, you know, another 30, 45 minutes or whatever. Unplugged the controller... And by the time, and it said I had one bar, I'm like, whatever, this should last me for what I need today. By the time I unplugged it, got up, and walked to my couch, it popped up and said, battery is low. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. What is going on? Like, is my controller not holding a charge? Is the console not charging right? I had absolutely no clue. So I looked it up. There's a really great article on DualShockers, I think. Of like different things that could happen. I know I read that some consoles are having trouble charging out of the front USB port. Yeah. And that you could try the back. So I'm like, okay, whatever. And then there's certain settings you can do to have it charge in rest mode um, that you could check. So I went to my settings for what the console will do in rest mode. And I changed the... Uh, charging, there's there's an off. You can have it charged for three hours in rest mode, or you can have it charged all the time uh, and for as long as it's in rest mode. So it was set to three hours. I changed it to always, and then I had the console in rest mode, and I come back, and my controller has two bars. Um, it was totally fine. I later, you know, played for a while, uh, and I did not drop down from two bars. I plugged it in uh, and had it charge more in rest mode. Now it's up to three bars. And through, I think, so Friday night, I played Assassin's Creed for, I don't know, two and a half hours. And then I played with you for however long that was, four or five hours. Mm -hmm. And my controller had a full charge and is only down to two bars now. So, I have no clue what the fuck happened or what I was doing wrong. And I don't know if that setting change is what did it. I have no clue, but I was having some really weird difficulties earlier in the week getting the thing to charge. It was frustrating. Mm. But yeah, I think it's fixed now. I have no clue, but just, you know, there's... Sony hasn't fully patched that, I don't think, with the USB port. Out of the front, apparently the back ports work totally fine. No one's had an issue with that, so you could always try that. They have those dual sense charging stations. You could try buying one of those. Because um, I even tried just plugging the controller into a wall outlet um, with like an iPhone yeah. sort of charger, and that didn't even work at all. <laughs> mm. So that's not even a thing you can do. So I don't know. Just a bizarre, bizarre experience, I guess. But. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, thanks for beta testing the PlayStation 5 for me. Uh, when yeah. I get one, it'll work just fine. Yeah, definitely. I've I've also heard about the whole extended storage issues, uh-huh. uh, which kind of freaks me out. I still have mine plugged in. I have not had any issues so far. So we'll see what happens there, too. Mm. But, yeah, I guess there's just a couple things. So, yeah, once you get a PS5, hopefully all those things are worked out. Yeah. 
I would hate to have to re-download my whole one terabyte drive again. Yeah. Uh, that would suck. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Is that is that uh is that what you've been up to, pretty much? Yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, uh, last thing, really quick for me is I ha- did play more Hades this morning. Oh, all right. I'm yeah. still getting to the to the final bosses in Elysium pretty consistently and getting my ass kicked pretty consistently. Mm. Um, so, I, but I did unlock a third Death Defiance. So hopefully that that'll help me a lot. So yeah. I'm getting there eventually, one day. Yeah, one day. Maybe you'll be Hades. <laughs> yeah. I hope by the end of the year. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's, that sounds like fun. Uh, other than Destiny 2, I've been playing Yakuza 7, mm. which I just now realized they do have a PS4 version out right now. I, I keep, I keep yes. playing this game thinking, wow, I can't wait till this comes to PlayStation and people can play it there. But, yeah, it is totally out on PlayStation 4 right now. Right. Uh, just, it just, just doesn't have... No... Yeah, it doesn't have a PlayStation 5 enhanced version. Right, right. Uh, but, yeah, I am continuing to love this game. I love the scumbag Pokedex. Uh, <laughs> it's called the Suji Dex. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm filling that out. Uh, there's there's a whole evolutionary chain. There's like a there's a hammered head which evolves into a berserker. Uh, it's like wow. So you know how in JRPGs, like sometimes they're like these enemy types that are kind of the same, but they just have like maybe a different skin and they're a higher level. Yeah. That's kind of what they've done with this, but they've come up with a lot of clever names for all the enemies. <laughs> mm. So. Yeah, I'm nice. Having a lot of fun with that. I I clearing out some side stories. There's some there's some fi- fun side activities. I've done karaoke, which is great. They have the awesome music video in the background that you can't pay attention to if you're playing the rhythm game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm just having a great time. It, they have awesome characters. It's it. I think Ichiban. Kasuga is like one of my favorite characters this year and it like he's he occupies a position that I think a lot of people are in where he's kind of ignorant to a lot of shit but he's willing to learn about it like he'll he'll listen and try to be better about shit uh so yeah I, I just hope that a lot of people get that out of it like even if you are ignorant to a lot of issues maybe you can just fucking listen and be better uh, mm-hmm. So I, I hope that theme continues throughout the game because it is a good one. So the story's working out for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. We've already had awesome. a death. Oh, no. Like, uh, I mean, the character existed for about, like, four hours. So I, I'm not sure how, how attached you can get to a character like that. But, uh, yeah, um, it, it's getting real already and uh having a lot of fun uh infiltrating a chinese mafia right now no and uh you know just trying to figure out who killed this dude who was supposed to be our boss (laughs) uh yeah having a lot of fun with that i i want to play more yakuza 7 just because there are so many side activities that i haven't even gotten to yet like there's dragon cart which is i think an rc racing game which is in the in this 
Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I'm very happy with it. I think it might be one of my favorite games this year. It's it's got excellent music too. They've always got some groovy tunes. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's that's video games for me. That's what I've been playing. Um, I mean, I guess there is very little news this week. Very yeah. little. Hence why we probably kicked off with racing, other than the fact that racing was fucking bonkers. Uh, I guess this first thing, Tyler, please do not sell me access to the PlayStation Plus collection. Because you'll get right, banned. I will not. Yeah. Apparently people are doing this. They are selling access to their PlayStation 5 so that people can unlock the this PlayStation Plus collection. And, uh, yeah, they're getting banned for doing this. Uh, which I think might be the right move. Because that's... It's kind of scummy to be like... Hey, uh, if you pay me some money, I'll allow you to access my PS5 so you can unlock all these games. I personally yeah. think people should be able to unlock all those games even if they don't own a PS5. Like, that's... Mm. I don't disagree Especially with considering there. how bad like this launch has been and how few PS5s are being... Like, well, how, how much demand there is and how many people cannot get their hands on, on it. Yeah. So. Definitely. Plus, there's just a lot of great games there that uh, could actually really drive PlayStation Plus subscriptions for Sony. Mm -hmm. If someone doesn't have it and go like, oh shit, I can get access to these 20 games and they're all pretty solid games. Like, yeah, it would make a lot of sense for Sony to do that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah don't do that. Yeah. It's, it's not a good idea. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't get it sometimes. The way people try to make money, it's, it's really weird. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, that that's kind of a weird one. Um, let's see, what else do we have here, man? Like, I don't know what I want to talk about next. Um, <laughs> let's talk about that Marvel's Avengers that you're never gonna play again. Mm -hmm. uh, it hasn't recouped its development costs. It, uh, they, I believe it has lost... Well, so far it still has to make $100 million more. Or no, it has... Okay, so it ha it's about $40 million in the hole because it was... Est according to this estimate, it was estimated to uh, cost around $100 million to make. Uh, and it has... Yeah. Hmm. Wait. Yeah. Apparently, they've they're estimating that they're going to lose around sixty-seven million dollars. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. That's not good, especially considering how many people are dropping it off. They they say they're planning to get that back via people coming back for DLC. Uh. I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't. I don't see a lot of people going back to this game in droves. I think they, they kind of fucked it up. Um, I think what could drive them back is potentially like a nice expansion or something, like more than just you're adding characters and here's a couple missions, like like a Taken King sort of situation. But then that's even more, more development cost that you know Square Enix might not want to 
put into this game, they've already lost a shitload of money on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, it's just going to be such a hard thing because while Kate Bishop is a really cool character, I'm sure a number of people are going to go back for her. She's not, you know, one of the biggest Marvel characters that she's not Spider-Man, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so, you know, a lot of people would go back for Spider-Man. I'm not sure if a lot of people are going to go back for Kate Bishop or, or Hawkeye, um, so, well, I mean, we'll see, but maybe, I, I think this could be a situation that if maybe uh, Crystal just has to kind of keep their head down, add more content to this game, make the game more fun to play, make the, the systems better, um, and who knows, maybe, maybe it'll be one of those things that in, you know, six months, a year, people go, you know what, Avengers is actually a pretty good game now, uh, but at the same time, I think so many of the core things about that game are just not really great. Um, like Destiny, for example. Both Destiny 1 and 2, when they launched, had a lot of issues. But the core of Destiny, the playing the game, was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And the core of Avengers and playing the game, I don't think is that fun to do. So then the other things around it that is that are totally fixable such as loot or missions or anything like that you know i just i think it's gonna be really hard for people to really come back besides you know the diehards yeah i don't know plus yeah they're saying they had some high marketing costs oh yeah getting this game Uh out which yeah i mean there was fucking commercials everywhere and ads everywhere for this game yeah, you, you know, I still think it was unclear of like what exactly it was. Yeah, but, but people still yeah. fucking bought it, and I owe you a goddamn dinner over it, so I don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> yep, just just that one month of sales. Yep, they got, and it will never um, even approach that that level of sales again, even if they have a big expansion. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a be a struggle to get a lot of people back. I, I don't think I'm going to go back to this game anytime soon. I, I might go back once they add like a lot of different characters to it, and maybe that'll be the thing of just jumping back into it because there'd be a lot of content there, a lot of new stuff potentially. But I'm not going to be jumping back just for Kate Bishop or just for Hawkeye. It's It's got to be a lot. And, and I just don't find like the game satisfying to play, the loop of, of the gameplay fun... And, like, I just, like, I don't know what I'm striving for in that game, especially with endgame stuff. Like, what are you doing? Like, different skins? Okay, that's cool. But, like, the it's not like I'm going for satisfying loot because the loot literally doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't show up in your character. It's just numbers. That's not that satisfying you know when you're going after something destiny 2 it's satisfying because that weapon looks cool you can fucking use it or that that armor goes on your character and it's badass it says something Mm -hmm. about what you've done in in the game and and this game just doesn't have any of that i i I just don't know what they were thinking with they were thinking we put a big name on this game and we can sell a lot of copies, but it turns out that it costs a lot to make a game regardless, so you should probably yeah. make a good one. 
Yeah, definitely. It's just these these live service games are such a massive investment that if you don't nail it, you're going to struggle and you're going to lose a lot of money. I'm sure EA lost a lot of month- money on Anthem. You know, Square Enix is losing a lot of money on Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Division had success with Ubisoft 1 and 2, but Division 2 did not sell to their standards. So, you know, it's just these games are hard to pull off and you got to nail it. And Avengers did not learn from the mistakes that Destiny or Anthem made. You know, yeah. just and I think it also sucks that in a year where Square has put out some other things that are cool, especially Final Fantasy VII Remake, and that being a great success and sold really well, um, that they have Avengers over here, you know, dragging down their year, basically, financially. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, too, I'd be curious if they've made money on Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Considering how that seemed like high it took a long budget that is, <laughs> yeah, and then that game is such a it's a triple A ass game with a lot of its things and it, a lot of things it does, you know, cinematics and and all that, especially. And yeah, it took a long time to make, so I'd be curious if they made money on that game. But yeah, yeah, it's just that's uh, the bummer, man. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I I just don't think you can make one of these and not make it a good game first. Like, I don't think you can yep. get away with just slapping, say, the Avengers or even, like, I don't know what's even... You can't even... You couldn't have even done this with Star Wars, I don't think. Like, I, I don't think there's any property big enough that you can just put out some sort of, I, I hate to say it, but kind of half-assed game and expect it to yeah. succeed. Definitely. With this genre, you can't, like you're saying, put out a half-assed game. You have to put out a good game first that people want to stick around with. Mm-hmm. And then you can improve it and add content to it. You can't make a a game. Anthem's the same way. You can't make a game and hope to fix it later because everybody's going to leave. You know, it's, uh, you know, Destiny in the Division got lucky because they were, or especially Destiny... I don't want to say they got lucky. They they made games that they made the core gameplay like really good right off the bat, but they were also kind of early in this movement. So you know it was it was a kind of an original concept, especially with Destiny that people stuck with, um, and they just kind of made it better as time has went on. Mm-hmm. You know, especially like right now, it's like the whole thing with. Um, you know, it's same thing with Battle Royales, same thing with uh, MOBAs. You don't really see any new MOBAs anymore. Nope. Um, you know, you just got to nail it. You got to be unique right off the bat, not not put out something that's not really done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a bummer. Uh, also a bummer for people who are playing Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, they have delayed the online mode so they can, I guess, fix single-player bugs. I haven't heard much about Watch Dogs Legion. Is it that buggy of a game? I've seen some funny clips, but... Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen too much yeah. about its bugs, but... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I think that could be a cool game to play multiplayer, but I don't think that would really be the focus of anyone playing that game. Yeah, definitely. I'm... 
Yeah, I'm not sure if this is something that's going to drive people to Watch Dogs Legion. Yeah. Uh, and this game is kind of struggling, I, I would think, already, if it is literally 50% off oh. with all these oh, various yeah. sales. So, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of getting it just so I'd have it now that it's on sale, but definitely not playing it on PS4 because... With all the systems in that, I can just imagine it's just not going to work on my PlayStation 4. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. It does have the free upgrade, though, yes, PS5. That's, so. that's why I'm thinking about getting it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, good on them for being committed to fixing the base game, I guess. But just not sure if multiplayer is something that people want out of, out of Watch Dogs. I don't like. I know Watch Dogs Two had multiplayer, and I I remember playing that because you had to do a couple things to get the platinum trophy. Yeah, in it, and that wasn't really that fun overall. Like I I didn't have a lot of fun with it, and I feel like people were probably just playing it to get their trophies and move on, potentially. But yeah. All right. Well, that's. Hmm. Okay, so we also have a, a different update happening over for Spider-Man. Spider-Man, as you... Like, when it first launched, you couldn't transfer your save. The, I guess for the original Spider-Man PS4 game, they did the remastered or upgraded version for PS5, and you couldn't transfer your save. But now that everyone who has a PS5 now who has already played Spider-Man... They can now transfer their saves now that it's probably too late for most people in that use case. Yeah. But I guess this will help people who are going to eventually get the console, as is the case for a lot of these updates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you can transfer it, which is cool. Uh, you don't have to if you wanted to play through the game, you know, the remastered version of the game again. Uh, I guess a potential bonus, depending on how you feel about them if you transfer your save from ps4 to ps5 once you boot up and i guess download your save to spider-man remaster on ps5 all the trophies will pop again so if you got the platinum you can get another platinum <laughs> which is sort of a bummer i guess um yeah like it like it's cool that i guess they pop if you already did the work but you yeah. know, what if you wanted to do it again? I, I don't know. Yeah, it's... I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean... It's weird. I've said a long time ago that I, I don't care about trophies much anymore. I don't have time for it. <laughs> I don't have time to care if people are popping trophies for sinking their saves. It, yeah. It don't matter to me. I'll let, I'll, let, no, I'll, let, I mean... I'll let people who really, really care about that stuff get mad about it because it's yeah i don't know it's not something i'm mad about at all it, it just it is just a little bit of a bummer i i've i've only had the itch recently to like get trophies in games that are kind of easy platinums like miles morales or astro mm -hmm. um like i'm not gonna spend forever to platinum a game that might take a while unless i oh, really, come on really come on we game. know you're gonna platinum assassin's creed Nah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll see where I'm at when I finish the game. But that's probably going to take a long fucking time because there is a bunch of hidden trophies in this game, 
And I'm pretty sure that is for completing every arc in the game. Mm. Like, each one has its own individual trophy, and I'm like, holy fuck. That'll be a lot. Yeah. Who knows? All right. Uh, what... Hmm. What else do we have here? I... <laughs> I mean, yes, there's a trailer for the Final Fantasy XIV patch that's coming out. Yes, I'm fucking excited for it. I don't know what else you want me to say, man. So, so, so they put out a trailer for it? Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a trailer for the Final Fantasy XIV patch that's coming out okay. next week, I think. Um, but yeah, I... I don't know what to say, man. It's fucking exciting. They're releasing a new set of raids. Cool. And it's going to be great. And I'm going to get back to playing that. And then I'm just not... I could play Destiny 2 and Final Fantasy 14 for the rest of my life, and I'd probably be happy. <laughs> yeah. Just both of those games have a lot of what I like about video games in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there you go. Yeah, you're just playing two games, plus, plus you have Yakuza. Yeah. You're set. Yeah. You're set. <laughs> well, what do you are you stoked for? I guess they're going to announce the next expansion in February, dude. Excited for that. I think it. Hmm, yes, I'm excited, but I'm I'm also thinking that maybe it's going to be the last one. So I'm I'm kind of mm. sad too. Like I'm not sure where the story's going to end up. There, they could have an excuse to do more, but I feel like the next expansion is going to be the last one. Is that? Based off of where you think the story's going? No, that's just based off of, like, how many expansions they they've had or, like, how yeah. long this game has been running compared to mm-hmm. how long they ran Final Fantasy XI. Like, this gotcha. game's been running for, what, seven, eight years now? Yeah, 2014, I thought. I thought original, like, original nah, before yeah, right. Realm Reborn was, like, yeah, 2013, right. maybe. Yeah. But yeah, so you don't think though that if this game continues to just grow and have a really healthy player base, that Square won't pull a World of Warcraft and say, you know, hey, people are still playing this game. Let's just keep putting expansions out for it. I guess they could do that, but I, I don't. I'm not sure they will. I, I, I really okay. don't think think they will. It's and yeah, like there are some things with the story where it's like. There are things they could do, but it's going to be hard to match how interesting the story has gotten so far. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that's that's Final Fantasy. Also, just in ridiculousness, um, you put this in there. There's going to be a there's going to be a crossover event in a Monster Hunter World with the Monster Hunter movie, and they're going to put a Mila Jovovich skin in the game. So you can yep. run around there looking like Mila Jovovich. Yep. Yep. That's ridiculous that they did that because the new movie looks nothing like anything about Monster Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if you saw that trailer. The movie looks fucking horrible. Yeah, it's it's going to be bad. I. It's just a matter of it does it cross over into so bad that you have to watch it. Yeah. Definitely. Who knows? Then they're still they're putting it out this year, apparently. 
So. I, I haven't looked. Uh, they are putting that out on streaming services, right? They aren't going to try to just do a theatrical release because that doesn't seem like a thing that would make any money. Yeah, I know. I'm not sure if I saw if they're going to put it out uh, digital to rent or buy. I saw that they're going to do theaters at the end of December. That, that does not. What? How yeah, do what theaters are going to be that? open? I know. I have no clue. I don't know, man. Movies are... They're so... In such a fucked situation right now. I just don't know. Who, like, who the fuck is going to go risk themselves to go watch this fucking movie? Yeah, like, this, this is a fun <laughs> thing where you put on, like, at home to laugh yes. privately in your room that you're watching something so ridiculous. Right. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it's, the world is in a place right now. <laughs> we live in a society. We also die in a society. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it for news other than the PlayStation Plus games that have been announced. Uh, Tyler, you want to take us through these? Sure. Um, so, the... PlayStation Plus games for December will be Worms Rumble, which seems like a Worms Smash Brothers sort of game. 32 players cross-platform. Um, a lot of crazy shit going on there. Uh, Just Cause 4, which came out a couple years ago. And then Rocket Arena, which is that game that EA showed off over the summer that looks... Um, character is very similar to Overwatch to me in terms of art style, okay. hmm. and it's three v three online shooter. I don't think this game did very well uh, at all. So it going to PlayStation Plus is probably a good move. Yeah, so. I mean, at least some more people will play it, and it'll fill out some of that matchmaking. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, Rocket Arena, Just Cause Four, and Worms Rumble are your free games mm -hmm. for December. Great. Just great. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not the greatest of, of uh, months to me. I, I have no interest in Just Cause 4 and Worms and Rocket Arena, but some people might. What do you mean? Just Cause 4? That's Square Enix published, just like your precious Avengers game. Eh. Eh. Okay. Oh, man, I'm never going to get over how that fucking game sold. Jesus Christ. <laughs> People buy yeah. dumb shit. Yeah. Including me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I don't think man. we have much left to talk about here on, no. this, on this here video game podcast. Other than... Why? Fortnite's getting a monthly subscription. Are you are you excited about that? You know, uh, if you need to get in contact with us, you all know where to do that. Uh, that is via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at PSReportPodcast. Give us ratings and reviews. Share us with your friends. Um, don't vote for Fall Guys for the Game Awards because that would make me very uh, disappointed in society. Uh... <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't know. Do, whatever, yeah. do whatever you want. Uh, you can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that's going to do it. Until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and... Vroom, vroom, vroom!